What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Master of Sport here with former American record holder Earl Kunkel, co-author of the year twice. Yeah, I'm hoping it's going to be like five times, but we, we got time yet. Hey, we didn't talk about the money either about the book, so we got to talk about that too. Oh, really? Yeah. Man. Yeah. That's that's a tough one. Yeah, we have to know. go over that. I'm super um, giving. <laughs> all right so it's free yeah <laughs> here you go what's a, you get a car you yeah get you get one <laughs> um all right we're gonna talk about the like the whole thing that garage strength has that is termed and you out there listening the champion mindset oh yeah and it, it's sort of like an ethos is ethos the right i don't know probably a little bit yeah it's it's what you need that are what I would, I don't want to say are soft skills, power skills. And it's a mindset. It's in there, right? Mm-hmm. But it's an intangible you need to step your game up to be better than what you are in whatever it is you pursue. Yeah. And for most of you listening, we know that's coaching, it's making a varsity team, that's becoming a D1 athlete, that's going to the Olympic Games. That's excelling at something in a fitness community. Maybe you're the person who has the six-pack abs, and every guy's like, holy crap, how'd you do that? And maybe some of the girls, too. Yeah. Because we've all seen the memes, right? You've seen the memes when it's like, oh, my biceps, expectation, and then reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We all know that. We yeah. can laugh. You yeah. can laugh. I'm laughing. You see me laughing? <laughs> see me laughing? There's some really good fitness memes. All right. So as we get into this champion mindset, I want to start – with something young Earl had internalized okay. and had no idea young Earl was internalizing this. Is young Earl like a rapper? No, no, it's it's me. Oh, Back oh in the young day, like, Earl's you when yeah, you were younger. We're not talking about Earl's sweatshirt here. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah when, when he was like 15. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Odd future Wolfgang, kill them all. Here uh, we go. Or my favorite Earl sweatshirt song is the uh, one he does with RZA. You just like Wu Tang. It's probably all. It's it just is. really catchy. All right, I don't even. I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, it, yeah. Well, I'll sing it for you later. Okay. Can I tell my story? Now? Yeah. Thanks, Dane. I'm glad you let me do this. <laughs> so when I was young, and you probably remember this too, and anyone around, they still may do this, but they had book fairs at like your oh, elementary yeah. school, right? Oh yeah. So in my scholastic, scholastic book fair, yep. I still own my copy of the Lord of the Rings yep. books I got. And I still own my Chronicle of Narnia books I got. Okay. Great books. Now, in addition there, I was a, I got this poster. And the poster was real simple. It was like a light blue with clouds. And then there was a ladder that went up. And the ladder was like there was a perspective to it. And at each rung, it had a percentage. And it went from 0 to 100%. And under each percentage, it had like a word. So like 0%, I won't. 10%, I can't. Like 50% was like maybe. Mm-hmm. And you got to like 90, 80, 100. I can, I will. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. And this hung in my room. And like, you're not thinking anything of it really. It's just there. But every day, I saw this percentage related to this verbal cue yeah. of what I accomplished or didn't accomplish. And I swear. Old man me still does that to this day. Whoa. How I assess my effort and 
what I think they call now a growth mindset and how I approach problems. And I felt like knowing what I know about the champion mindset, yeah, this was like that. Yeah, that's awesome. To it. I think that when you were painting the poster, I could see everything. And like, I think that stuff, that stuff's, that stuff can be, it can get hokey to a point, but especially for a young kid to have that just as a consistent reminder and something that like you've, that you, you know, like you're, I don't know, maybe your parents gave you 10 bucks and they said, look, you can get whatever you want. Right. You know, here's a $10 bill. But I think those things are really, really, really important if, especially as a kid, you're the one learning it yourself. Like no one's no, it's great to learn from other people. 100%. Yeah. All the time it is, but there's something to be said for, you know, I really like this. This is pretty neat. And then you let it sit in your room. And then there's some days that you're just sort of like, just staring at it. Like, well, let me think about it. You start to think about it a little bit more and what you've done in the recent couple of weeks or whatever. And, and then you start to play out. Well, when I got this on the test or whatever, you know, I didn't really do anything. So it makes sense. And when I did really well on a test or on whatever sport I'm playing, I did really well. And that's sort of how I felt when I hit that, that top rung that got into the clouds or whatever. Yeah. Oh, and then I'm in the clouds when I got it. That's another like symbolism. It actually reminded me when you were saying it, it reminded me of like our periodization model of like you achieve like the realization phase. Yeah. The realization phase itself is legitimately just like this aha moment. Like, I did it. I'm here. I'm, I'm achieving this. I'm feeling this. I'm, I'm living it. And you're not even realizing you're living it until after you, you know, after that, that experience occurs. Yeah. So I think stuff like that is, is like those, those, the meanings behind that and, and being able, the hardest part is being able to consistently put that into your practice. I think that's the hardest part. You're here. You yeah. listening to when Dane talks about like realization phase, any type of parabolic periodization stuff, you do know there's a whole book on that yeah. with like PDFs included when you buy it. There's a course if you want to take that too. Yep. So you can become knowledgeable on this stuff, develop your sort of like periodization programming game, understand how undulating periodization works. But we know you do have a champion mindset, so you're probably already sneaking up on that without us telling you. I, I think, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think the other going with that, I believe that the champion mindset, I think, bless you, Jason. I think that the Godzilla. big, yeah, I think that the big thing, um, it's not healthy to hold in your sneezes, Jason, by the way. Let it I, rip, dude. Yeah, I think that, uh, one of the big benefits, and this is an interesting conversation because my brother uh, was just talking to me yesterday about my nephew, and he plays football. He's pretty good. He's he's getting playing time uh, as a freshman, but my brother's struggling with like he thinks he, he can has a tendency to be lazy, right? And so my brother just was like, you know, what do you think we can do? And I think that every person and what we do really well, and every kid is put them it's put them in the clouds for the, like put them in the clouds make them feel what the clouds are before you even start because if you can if you can create the clouds for them the realization for them and that vision you do it for them as like their i, I don't want to say like leader but as like their uh mentor you know and that's what we are here basically is like we're they're they're doing like an apprentice to be a better athlete 
we do a really, really good job of putting them in that at the top rung before they've done any work. So then they taste it and it's like, yo, so what, how, how good do you want to be? You want to go power five? Like you want to be like, like Nick, you want to be like Brandon, you want to be like Cooper, you want to be, you know, whoever it is, you want to be like Sam and you want to be like Haley. And then all of a sudden they see it. They see these people too around. Yeah. These are real people right. in this gym. You right. do see them. And if you're not geographically like local to here, we get it. You're seeing them over the internet, yeah, yeah, over the, on media. YouTube, social yeah. media. But the kids in this gym, the adults in this gym, yeah. you see them and deal with them. They have conversations with you. They are friendly. Yeah. Unle- except, let me. I don't want to say they're not friendly. The weightlifters really don't talk to you while they're training. <laughs> and that's more a culture than it is a reflection of who they are as people. Yeah, yeah. But going back to that, it's like, I think that's the best part of the culture and the environment in the gym is that when they're here, it's like, okay, this is what, you know, we're going to talk to you. We're going to create the vision for you, help you create your own vision, and you're going to put yourself there. Now we're going to rewind 20 weeks, 40 weeks, 60 weeks, 80 weeks, and we're at square one, and we're going to work back to those 80 weeks to get you to feel that that feeling again, and it's going to be even better. Yeah, without question. Like, you, like, people at home, you will literally come in here and say what you want to do. And it's like, all right, no one will like talk you out of it. Yeah. No yeah. one will say you're thinking too much. Like right. you're crazy. Right. So it's like, all right, let's work now. So I want to backtrack and give us a little bit more. I don't want to say substance, but concrete to where we're going with this champion mindset. I would think the first thing you need to do is define like, what is a champion? Right. Cause Typically, you see champion, you think like gold medal, right? Like so, like top of the podium, like fist up type of thing. Like that, for me, that was my first impression of like, oh, there's a champion. And it can be, as you get older, there's more nuance to it. There's that word again with what an actual champion is, especially Mm -hmm. from a mindset standpoint. Can you get into that a little bit? I think, yeah, I think it's good to, I think it's good, you know, my first, I would say my first true experience of a champion myself was Jake Stork won a state title in wrestling when I was in like eighth grade. And that to me was, you know, he was the champ. He was the state champ. He was who everybody was like, yo, we, we won the state title. And, and then that led into like understanding who Dan Gable was an Olympic champion and NCAA champion. And, and then, going into other wrestlers for me that was wrestling was a sport that I first got exposed to and then it's like going into okay you know now now we're you know you can watch somebody like Dan Marino back in the day you know although I guess he would be a bad example because he never won the Super Bowl but going into that that level would be like the classic defined champion that's the tough thing with team sports yeah like you may be incredible but you may never but win one. Everyone needs to be on a level too. And yeah. like I don't like I'm not trying to throw shade at those Dolphins players with Dan Marino. <laughs> yeah. Like like he doesn't do what he does without the people catching the ball and blocking right. for him too. Like there was that contribution there. Like I get that. Um But they did have a bad defense. But like when you talk about like wrestling, like you ain't blaming anyone. anyone. Yeah, like, same with tennis. You know, I, I was just singing like Pete Sampras back in the day. Uh, and, and, you know, Serena Williams just retired. Perfect, perfect, like, 
examples of a champion for today's kids. Now, I think the issue is, I think it's really important for younger kids. Let's say like, you know, I, I have Lincoln's in fifth grade now. So it's like, I, I talked to him about Serena Williams because we were watching uh, her last game and we watched a bunch of her highlights and stuff. And he knows the, the magnitude of her ability. At least he, he knows, but he doesn't understand, but he knows she's a champ. And it's like being, it's exposing kids to that and then trying to work backwards and say, okay, you can be, you know, you can try and become that, uh, like metamorphosize or morph into that individual. But then it becomes important. There's a place where it's like, you have to establish like your self champion, I think. And I, and that, that's where like your self champion would be, uh, you know, for me, it was, I wanted to win a state title because Jake Stork won. So for me, that's what I worked towards was I wanted to do absolutely everything to become a champion, a state champion. And so everything I did was around that. And I wanted to be an all state football player. So everything for me was around that. I think the important part is like, there is some limitation, um, to a point and it might be you know lincoln's never going to be serena williams okay so one he's a dude but two he's probably never gonna it's like she might be a generational player she right is, right yeah you know? so it's also like having reality and being like all right your version of yourself champion is putting in the time identifying your vision of where you want to be holding yourself consistently accountable, making the right choices on a regular basis, revisiting revisiting that vision, revisiting what that is every morning, every night, and living and breathing that work ethic as well as you possibly can. Yes, there's going to be hiccups, but you've got also got to learn from those hiccups, learn from those mistakes, and just constantly build and build and build and build. And it's like, you know, the 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 journey of a thousand miles only begins with that first step, but you have to keep going and going and taking that step by step by step. And it just takes time. And where I'm going with that is like, it's important to a point for some people to realize that dude, you might, your version of yourself champion might be starting on a varsity football team. As long as you're doing everything to the best of your ability for others, it might be like, someone like Sam or Haley going to the Olympics or winning, you know, winning a a national title or winning a, a, a world title, something like that. But it's, it, I think the important part of the mindset is that your actions have to speak towards the vision. They have to speak like at it all the time. So in what way could we tell like, so like our listener, what do they go out and do for their actions to speak towards their their goal, their vision, what they want to do? I think do? first they've got to identify what that goal and vision is. All right. I think that's the biggest How about this? thing. Let's go I'm going to go away from an athlete cuz I think that may be a little bit more concrete. Yeah. How about the guy or woman who's in their rec league and wants to dunk on and not literally dunk on the 24-year-old in the rec league as the 40-year-old, the old man there who's... Okay, so what I would say is, uh, you know, 
what actions do they do to like do that? I think in in that scenario, yeah, which you said you were going to get away from an athlete, but you provided me with that. That's all right. Yeah. I, so I I think the first step is if you're playing basketball in a rec league, you got to make sure you're lean and healthy. So your macros and stuff better be in line. So you've got a meal prep. Okay. All right. So that's one concrete action is meal prepping and prep meal preparing for your week to de-stress. It alleviates a massive amount of stress. If I meal prep, if I have a lower level of stress, now I can partake more in other activities to make me better. Now I can do better with my strength training. Now I can probably I'll, I'm better fueled, so now I can do better endurance work. I can do better plyometric work. And those are all actions as well, too, yeah, right? Yeah, that are inside of that. I can probably get to sleep at a better time because I prepared my meals ahead of time. Uh, I can I can watch and study technique on jumping if we want to actually dunk on somebody. Um, and and you can, you can take that and then say, all right, well, my work, I've got to work 45 hours a week. All right, well, if you're working 45 hours a week, are you working sitting down? All right, we'll try and now prepare for every 15 or every 45 minutes. You've got to stand up and do like a three minute shakeout routine. So it's like setting those, those standards of, or those like triggers to help you uh, work towards that goal of, you know, theoretical dunking on somebody. And the nice thing, what I heard for like everyone is you need to essentially set up a checklist of mm-hmm. actions to commit. And through those actions, like the vision becomes more capable yeah. of materializing. Yeah. It doesn't promise it will happen. Right. Because there's many people who work incredibly hard. And it might and, not happen. And it may not happen. But it makes it more likely to happen. Right, right. And I think that that's where uh, going off. Actually, Jason and I had this conversation this morning where it's like, dude, this is not just a mindset for uh athletics it's a mindset for life it's a mindset for business and it's it's like you know we know where we want to be in 2025 the company we know what that pretty much entails we have an idea of what that entails and we've you know we've got whiteboards filled with notes on them right now and schedules and and just formulas and all this crazy 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 stuff on the walls and those whiteboards if you looked at them two years ago were a disaster compared to where they are now. And in probably two years, they're gonna be these whiteboards will look like a disaster compared to those other ones. So it's like constantly reflecting and constantly uh, looking at everything through a microscope, even to the point where with myself, with my own, you know, and I'm not, dude, I'm not seeing, I, tr- I try to have the mindset personally. You fail at things too. All the time, yeah, yeah. And, but, and I, I think it's important, that's the other part of it is that, I try to embody it myself and I'm not saying I'm perfect because I think that part of the champion mindset is that, you know, my wife was upset with me that we were going to do the podcast tonight. Okay. This is for real. Hang on. Just wait to see. She, <laughs> I, I feel guilty, <laughs> but it was like, Hey, we need to have a better meeting on our Sunday nights to go over our weekly routine because you didn't want to meet with me because you were a little stressed and I, I was gone and I had my week laid out, but you didn't want to meet, meet with me. You just wanted to veg out and chill with the kids, which is also good. That's also great. But we didn't do that meeting on Sunday and I had asked you what was going on for the week and you know, we didn't, we didn't discuss this. And so it comes in on, on Monday night and I'm supposed to try to go get the kids and, and on Tuesday 
and I didn't know this, right? But I had also, I should have, obviously, I should have asked Caitlin about this. But where I'm going with that is like, now the champion mindset is, I can't get mad at her. She can't really get mad at me. We've got to discuss how to make that better. Figure and, it out. Yeah, and we need to make adjustments. That's why Wednesdays exist. It's exactly, <laughs> and, and it's also like, the Falcons were beating the Patriots 28-7, to and they blew it. They didn't make the adjustments that the Patriots made. You're going back to, like, the Super Bowl a few yeah, years ago? Yeah, So that's the whole point in life. Patriots. Yeah. That's the whole point in life, too, is that you have to be capable of making those adjustments accordingly. And just that's what life is. It's just a constant adjustment towards your vision and towards your goals, right? All right. Before we go to the audience questions. You're still upset about no, I'm not upset okay. anything. I just wanted a quick champion mindset. Like, what's the the headline? What's the like the bullet points? The PowerPoint presentation? The slide deck? Real quick, how would you? What's your summation? My summation would be, oh man, Trevor laid out that really cool graphic, and I oh. I don't. You have, can envision it. Yeah, I, it, I can see the. The graphic right now. Well, right there's where you start, right? Yeah, it's start like, with the vision. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the vision's the, the main point. Maybe I I just learned it all listening. It's like the vision, commit the actions. Yeah, actions, accountability. I think that's the other thing. You've got to have some sense of accountability. Or, that sounds like reflecting on the failures that you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, and and learn learning. I think that's the whole thing. Is that the other part is like mistakes mistakes are lessons i think this is like a hokey quote from somebody mistakes are just uh lessons from mis or lessons are um things that you learn from mistakes mistakes are when you don't learn from your mistakes you know gotcha or mistakes are when you don't learn from your failures and i think that that that, that would be the big thing is it's like taking action having accountability having the vision and then having some type of plan or routine that you can consistently refine to make everything better. Yeah, and you know? sustain too. Yeah. Consistency, right, ends mm-hmm. up winning out. Yeah, and it's it's Bruce Lee. it's always looking through yourself at a, through a microscope. Yeah, I think. All right, ready for these audience questions? We got to be quick. YouTube community, self-made strength. Hmm. How do multi-sport <laughs> athletes prioritize different aspects of their training? How do multi-sport athletes prioritize different aspects of their training? Multi-sport. Okay, so what I would do is I would prioritize one sport, and I would make most of your training around that sport. But if I was doing, let's just say theoretically, um, I'm a cross-country runner in the spr- in the fall, and then in the spring I'm a sprinter. So like two polar opposites. I would consistently prioritize plyometric training, consistently prioritize technical coordination movements. And then on the back end, I would do, you know, uh, supportive endurance work, supportive technique work for cross country, uh, a lot of long, long endurance hill sprints, like super long hill Isn't sprints. Isn't cross country only like a 5K in it's, high school? Is it a 10K in college? I don't I don't know. That's what I'm asking. It might be five miles in college. Okay. I don't know for sure. Because I was going to say, that's not... Most most that's sprinters, far though, for like a, a shot putter distance. But most wise, sprinters but are not like, running that long. Yeah, a distance runner. That's like oh, that's sprinters want to do like six hundreds. Well, I'm just thinking if you're running cross country, you're probably doing like eight hundred meters. And yeah, I was trying to like, I was trying to make a, a oh, variable sorry. parallel. So it's like so you could prioritize for that multi sport. Uh, sounded like what about? I'm sorry, I, I have to chime in here. Oh, 
does the open skill or closed skill matter in how you prioritize then? Yeah, I think I think you would to me you have to prioritize closed skilled if you're in a sport like throwing. Okay. You know, I think so. That's all I needed. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You're, you're really good at this. <laughs> I I also train a lot of closed skilled athletes, so I'm a little biased. Yeah. You have a ton. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doubting Oh, by the way, I didn't tell you this. I want to brag about champion mindset. Nicholas ha- Nicholas ran the fastest. He was clocked. 21.9. The clocked at the fastest speed. At the 35-yard line. Yeah. For anyone for anyone in college or the NFL since Tyreek Hill in 2020. Oh, wow. That was only two years ago. <laughs> but It's super fast. I'm not. Nick was 16 th- two years ago. I thought it was going to be like. 2017 like it uh yeah but, i mean tyreek hill's also like one yeah, of the best that's really fast yeah. 10 carries 179 yards yeah two tutties yeah he's yeah tyreek hill was he's super well nick's faster than you now tyreek what are you gonna do about it <laughs> that's what i thought you what are you doing huh <laughs> i don't know how'd his week went his offense win i don't even watch it yeah they beat the patriots 20 to 7 Oh, nice. Congratulations, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Saw Pat Mahomes through five touchdowns. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there. All right. This is Joe I, because there's an extra E after the Joey. So I'm going to call it Joe I. One, two, three, one. I watched a video about speed training. I want to try the glute hand machine ISO hold. The mm. problem is that my gym doesn't have one. They do hand, have a reverse hyper, though. I was wondering if doing yeah. and holding the reverse hyper in the flex position Ooh, that's gonna be really would give hard. a similar training effect. Thank you, Mr. Miller. I thought that exactly, too. I was like, oh, my goodness. That sounds so much harder. Yeah, it would be hard. You could try it. Try it and see what happens. I would do I feel for, like you have an experiment on your hands. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I could experiment with it, but I think you could try that. I also just think you don't have to do a glute ham iso hold to increase your speed. You could do... Uh, you could do other things um, to improve that speed. You could do like razor c- curls on a Nordic hamstring. You could do um, ISO hold one leg on a bench, like with that hamstring, uh, while you might be doing an action with your upper body. I'm just trying to think about things that could replace that glute ham isometric. Um, I would even just do like super explosive hamstring curls, like leg curls, and then hold that for like seven seconds at a certain angle. Um, that's probably stemming from that question stemming from me discussing the hamstrings, having some sense of isometric, um, holding position while you're, when you're sprinting. But I don't think that you need to, uh, I think you could train through eccentric and concentric and still get. Speed. I agree with everything Dane said, Joe. I, but you definitely need to try that isometric yeah, yeah, with the yeah, reverse yeah. hyper because it just sounds super brutal. Yeah. And I think try it. Yeah, do it. Make sure your knees are are almost extended. Yeah, that it just sounds so hard. Yeah, I like. I'm I'm sorry we're going a little long here, but I just remember doing like timed eccentrics on a reverse oh, hyper, it's horrible, and it's brutal. And I could only imagine just like don't let it move. I I would say try to focus on a semi bent knee. Um, squeezing your butt cheeks together squeeze those glutes all right that's it champion mindset champion mindset try to use it try to figure out how you can incorporate every action in your day to lead towards that vision until next time guys peace